block Feel me now Gonna feel me now Whatever you want to call me. And today I have Miss Corinne in. Hey. How you doing? I'm good, and you? Happy to be here. I appreciate you coming through. No problem. And Miss Corinne is, um, she's employed by the state of Louisiana. And we're going to leave it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she knows a lot about politics and what's going on in our great state of Louisiana and our great city of New Orleans. I'm also, um the co-founder of Voters East of the Industrial Canal. Voters East of the Industrial Canal. Yes. And why haven't I seen this on social media? We that? I'm going to have to Well, I just started following you too, so yeah. my apologies. <laughs> no problem, no but, problem. But that's, how yeah. long has that been gone? Um, we've been in existence since 2011. Since 11, nine years? Mm-hmm. So y'all kind of like yapper? No. Political no, 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 we, we're not a, a pack. Our, um, the voters of the uh, voters east of the industrial canal. What we do is is try to educate and inform voters. Um, not and we don't tell them we don't endorse any candidates or anything like that. We try to educate the public on what to look for when election time. Or we bring we have we host forums um, in our community where people could come and ask questions, and we have a panel of the those who are running for office. And um, so those are the things that we do. And we also try to educate uh, the public about the budget process. Like, that's where a lot of people don't understand budget and money and how it's funneled down from the federal government into our city. How's it turn out with the, with the forums? Do you have a lot of people come or? Yes, the, so the forums are very well attended. We, we of course, because of COVID this year, we couldn't host any, but we've had forums where there were, it was standing room only, over 300 people in a room um, in New Orleans East. And um, then we would go to like the lower nine neighborhood. So it's the area that's east of the Industrial Canal. We will have those um, forums. And y'all don't endorse any candidates, so it's basically free your mind, come listen to the information, and you make your determination on who you would like. Yes, and to we you. and we don't allow the can it's not a debate. We don't allow the candidates to debate. We try to see, you know, how much a candidate knows. Like why are you running, but not just the whole cookie cutter or your platform. We wanna, you know, throw some questions in there to see how you respond to and to see how well you are engaged in the community, how well you understand government. So we always throw those tricky questions in there to see, you know, how they respond to it. And give me give me an example. We'll ask them questions like, um, do you know what a DBE is? And surprisingly, some don't know what that means. And they'll be like, uh, well, DBE is a, a disadvantaged business enterprise. Um, and we'll ask them, you know, what will they do for DBE businesses that are DBE um, in regards to economic development and business sustainability, those type of things. We'll ask uh, tax questions like um, how the difference between what's funded with state taxes versus a uh, property tax, things like that, just to see how much they know. 
and answer, some of them can't answer that? Some of them, you'll be surprised, can't answer, but some can. I mean, but your property tax, when you pay your property tax, there's a breakdown on the back of the property tax, you know, telling you, well, this goes to Audubon Institution, et cetera. Correct. This goes to police, this goes to school. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of debates about that, but hey, because you can only get in the zoo and the aquarium for free <laughs> one time a year, but you go pay your $23 and you go, but right. I have an issue with that. So, with that being said, I'm going to ask my question. Why does New Orleans East look the way New Orleans East looks? Well, I would have to say, I'm going to be honest, I think we can't always just put it on our electeds. I think we as a community have to also um, take pride in our own community and accept some responsibility and accountability for ourselves. I hear a lot of times that, oh, well, Lakeview looks the way it looks, but the East look the way it looks. Um, but th- to me, that's not a fair comparison. Number one, Lake Lakeview is smaller and landmass, right? Even though it's probably dense, but it's smaller. You don't have the I-10 running through it. Um, but in their defense, they tax themselves to improve their community. Except the street. They they even they even put it on a poll though they were they I, I can't recall if that passed or not. I'm gonna have to uh, fact check that. But they did put it on a ballot to tax themselves to repair their own streets. They tax themselves for beautification to improve their corridors in the area. They tax themselves for security in their community. They have crime prevention. They they do those type of things. And so like in New Orleans East, you have certain subdivisions that tax themselves. They call, you know, taxation districts, which are, um, they pay for their own private security. And they also use funding um, to help around their neighborhoods. If they have extra money or discretionary money left over, then they will do some um, improvements around their subdivision. But that's just one subdivision. So in all the subdivisions are spread out throughout the East. The East is huge. The East can be its own city. Right. So it's, it's, it's not a fair comparison when I hear people say, oh, well, uh, Lakeview this and uh, New Orleans East is this. But I'm like, are you willing to do what Lakeview do? You willing to pay? You know, you, you, you want to be taxed because previously, um, a few years ago, um, th- there was a, a $5 parcel fee that was being proposed in New Orleans East exclusively for New Orleans East to help with the improvement, like far as the landscaping, the grass cutting and all of that other stuff for us to be a little bit more self-sufficient um, in our own community. And it went to the ballot, I think, two or three times, and each time it failed. It was just, it was $5 a parcel. And we we voted against it. We voted it down. But you have areas like Lakeview that'll pay $700 a, a year. And I'm talking $5 a year per parcel. We voted against it. and But yet, you go to an area like Lakeview, they're they going to spend that money. They spend way more than that to self-sustain their own neighborhood. But the, the thing about it went to the ballot, did it go to the ballot, explain how you just explained it, or did it, did it go as an amendment? Because us, black people, New Orleans East, we see these amendments, and the first thing we tell vote no, because it's this myth that you only get two minutes in the booth to vote, and 
everybody can't read on a, <laughs> I hate to say it, a high school level to read the amendment and actually know what the amendments are for. So was it an amendment for the East or just flat out? It wasn't an amendment. It was it was a it was a parcel fee, a flat out parcel fee of five dollars a year per parcel, um, in New Orleans East. And that was to take care of the landscaping and Yes. That was that was gonna generate probably a year, um, well over three hundred thousand dollars a year to help improve our infrastructure and anything in New Orleans East. For instance, um, other parishes or even like in um, California when we did some studies that when you look at uh, why they neighborhoods and their areas are better is because they they tax themselves an additional rate. They called it, um, it was an economic, um, I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, they tax themselves to like build up the infrastructure, do the sidewalks to make it, make the area investment ready for people to want to come to our area, you make it attractive. So of course, you know, we hope that the city can do that for us, but it's just not enough money. You always say, we don't have enough money for this. We don't have enough money for that. So like, whereas in St. Tammany Parish, they have something called impact fees. So if you, the Fremo Mall is an example. When they came to Slidell, they paid an impact fee. That impact fee to the parish helped to build the the ramp, it helped to build drainage, it helped to build the um, infrastructure that surrounds it. But a lot of people don't realize in the city of New Orleans, if you build something, you're responsible for building your own sidewalk. You have to put you responsible for that sidewalk, not the city um, or no one else. So if you don't have the the continuity of who installs the side something as simple as a sidewalk and connecting into the city infrastructure then you have a problem because it's not being monitored how it's supposed to be so we that's when you have a break in infrastructure because nobody's communicating this is disjointed is it's fragmented whereas when you go to like i said slidell for the fremo mall they paid impact fees and if you build a house in slidell st tammy parish within the parish you pay an impact fee if you pull in a trailer on a piece of land with a ditch, guess what? You paying an impact fee because they got to clean that ditch. So, but that impact fee is a one-time fee when you do construction. And after that, that's done. So I think those people understand the investment in their community and that they have to spend to get what they want. We can't just walk around and we complaining and we expect that, Every the city is gonna come to our rescue. We we gotta we gotta take on some accountability and some responsibility for ourselves. And I always say, you know, there's enough money in the east. They got a lot of people in the east with a lot of money, but they drive on the I ten, they drop down on bullet, they go through the gates of Eastover, and that's a wrap. But there's no re. You looking at one right now? <laughs> you re. <laughs> you re. If you want the East to look better, you gotta invest in it. You gotta reinvest in your community. I mean, I I think you if you it's like your house, your property value. You when you know you have to do landscaping at your house, or if you know you have to redo your roof, or you want to increase your property value or whatever at your house, that increase your property values. But when you don't invest in what's around it, guess what? You're still depreciating your property value. But and I would love to see to see that, you know, 
enforced. And I would love to see it go back to the, the polls for people to vote on it. But this is the new New Orleans East. This this is a little different than the early 2000s, the 90s, the 80s when it was really booming. Mm-hmm. You know, because it seemed like I, even after the white flight that occurred in the 80s, the early 80s, you know, when the oil companies went to Houston and Texas so far, the East was still booming. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm from uptown, and the first thing they say, boy, you're in the East, y'all got money. You know, people really thought you had money because you lived in the East, but you had a mall, you had furniture stores, you had grocery stores, you had something to do for these little nappy head children. <laughs> I mean, it's it was different. Now, you look at the East, is one thing I could really tell you what the East really has is gas and chicken. <laughs> That's what New Orleans East is known for. In, in dollar stores. Yeah. I complained and complained and complained. At one, I lost count. At, they closed, I want to say, three dollar stores mm-hmm. in the East. Mm-hmm. At one time, we was up for four, up to 14 from Diamond to Michoud. Mm-hmm. To Michoud. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because remember the old saying, if you want to find black people, go find the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. If you want to find black people, go find the dollar stores. You know how many dollar stores they have uptown? Mm. They got one on Claiborne in Washington. No, I'm sorry, Claiborne and Jackson. One on Carrollton between um, Palmetto and Earhart. And another one is further up Carrollton by Ferret, Carrollton and Ferret. That's three dollar stores in the whole uptown area. I'm talking about from the 3 to the 10th, 11, 12, 13, 17, well, from uptown to the line of Jefferson Parish, three dollar stores, but you come to New Orleans East and it was 14. That's like ridiculous, and these businesses had to be allowed to come to the neighborhood. Like, they just didn't come and be like, oh, we found a location, we buying and making it in the dollar store. I know they have to go through City Hall, get approval. Like, who approving it? So let's let's just, um, there's, so there's a lot of whole misperception of, with you know, how a dollar store is approved. If the property is zoned for commercial, the dollar store don't even have to put, whoever's making that application don't have to put the name brand of the store. All they have to put is that I want a retail store. And if a retail store is permitted in that commercial zoning, then by right, the dollar store can get that permit without going to city council, without going to city planning commission. They can go to the safety and permits department, apply for that permit. And as a retail establishment, as long as it meets the zoning requirements and the building codes, that building can go there without city council or city planning commission or the public even knowing about it in regards to the the dollar stores. Now, what could have happened with the dollar store situation is um, by making more requirements for them, making, uh, creating more uh, policy for them if they want to come. For instance, if you want to, um, and, and I've drafted this and I presented it to the city, um, I think it was considered just recently, but we worked on it and also my boss, Senator Jimmy Harris, he did a resolution to try to encourage that where you offer more fresh food options. If you want to come in New Orleans East and you want to be uh, a discount store, you have to meet these certain conditions, meaning you have to have um, a deli or you have to have a pharmacy or you have to have more fresh food options, not just the dollar store where they sell. I mean, 
who want to eat a dollar steak, you know, for real. Like the stuff is not healthy for you. Um, so we were looking at healthy options and, you know, by them not offering um, healthy food options. So those are some of the things that we could have done um, to prevent them from infiltrating our community. But the problem was um, it didn't happen. So now, again, we at the end trying to put in those regulations and three of the stores, like you said, already shut down. So, so what's the point in having it now? You know, so. And also, one thing I could, I could say about Lakeview, and I respect it, and people, people get mad. They're not letting anybody move in the neighborhood. Meaning, if I'm going to take Section 8, I'm going to screen the tenant, and I'm going to make sure I hold the tenant to a higher standard to, you know, go with the neighborhood. Uh, you know, we're not just renting houses out. Like, you're not going to just come to, oh, let's see, this is Tilbury Road. Oh, this is a nice, you know, this is a nice subdivision. I'm not just going to sectionate it out, a spring lake. That's That has become the problem. It seems like once the desire closed and desire closed maybe in, 98, 99, all of them came to the east. Like, everybody came to the east. And then, you know, the Desire was the first, I think, was the first project to close. And then it was a trickle effect. And everybody came to the east. Like, oh, we have all this land in the east. Send them out there. And it's not fair to the homeowner. For instance, you may live a certain way. You know your garbage is picked up on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. You know to put your can out Tuesday night, you know to put your can out Friday night. Mm -hmm. When the garbage is picked up, you know to pull your can back mm -hmm. to the curb. And if the garbage man happened to drop some trash, you pick the trash up, put it in your can, roll it back. Correct. These renters, and I don't want to just say Section 8, but these renters, they're like, I'm going to leave the can there all night. Because my neighbor do it, and we get into it about this. I'm going to leave the can there all night. I'm going to put the trash out when the trash man comes in. I'm going to leave the it, – it's a cover, but I'm not going to close it. Mm -hmm. So the cat's either going to get it in or the wind going to be high and blow the trash everywhere. I'm going to leave this broken car on the side. And when you go through the city charter, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Yes, you're not supposed to fix a car in the driveway. The outside of the house not supposed to be a certain way. But it's like these renters don't abide to that because, I guess, honestly, it's not their property, so they don't care. They got somewhere to live. But... <laughs> Once again, it's not done in Lakeview. It's not done on the other side of St. Charles. It's not done in certain parts of Gentilly. Mm -hmm. And it's just like we cursed. And talk to your local representation now in the city council. And it's like, she don't care. I got a job. I mean, they like me. I go to their parties. I'm sorry. That That's really how it is. You know, I, I see her out. Like, but it's, No. Yeah, she had the barbecue. Oh, yeah, I was at Essence. What you know about Essence? You don't know a Jill Scott song. What are you doing to New Orleans East to make New Orleans East better? That's what I'm talking about. Because I didn't jammed up. I jammed up twice. I jammed up on Arthur Drive, down there on Shelf, and I jammed up in Venetian Isle. I told her, you ain't shit. Mm. And that's, that's just me. I'm, I'm a taxpayer. I love the East. Like, I'm from Uptown now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Everything good Uptown. The best women come from Uptown, the best music, the best food. But when living conditions, 
I love New Orleans East. In New Orleans East, when I get to Downman, you better duck. You better duck, but I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't go from a happy mood to like, damn, the grass not cut. In mm -hmm. hot Cheetos bag. That's another thing. Go to Lakeview, and like you said, Lakeview is small. I ten runs through New Orleans East, but you could get off on Saint Bernard Avenue going in the city. Guess what? Hunters Park and on that right side is not full of trash. You see graffiti straight in front of you, mm -hmm. but you don't see trash. Every exit in New Orleans East is full of trash. Mm -hmm. The grass, how old? When they cut the grass, they just leave the grass down. This is not the only exit ramp that has grass to get cut. Because when you get up on Canal Boulevard, guess what? It's, it look like my house. It's manicured and well-maintained. Mm -hmm. You know, get off on the other side, same way. Mm -hmm. Even when you get off on Claiborne, on that little strip on going to Martin Luther King, it's cut and it's maintained properly. Mm -hmm. But, Diamond, Shelf, or then it's dark. Don't come at night. You know, Bullet was the best street in New Orleans East. Like, if you lived off Bullet, oh, man, y'all balling. Mm -hmm. What Bullet is now? Subway, a tire shop by the Shell Station. Oh, we, and that's another thing we have in the East, I'm sorry. Gas, chicken, dollar stores, and tire shops. And everybody want to see the state. Everybody want to see the city. Mm -hmm. I put it on the council because the council represents the people of the district, just like across the canal, across the canal tore up to. And one thing I can honestly say, I worked for John Johnson. He was the state senator, then he became the city council, then whatever happened, happened. He was an asshole. Ooh. He was an asshole, but in his defense, he cared about across the canal in New Orleans East, because I know for a fact, John Johnson put a lot of people in houses, not renting, Allocated money for them to get houses across the canal. Now, he an asshole now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but when it came to business with the city and the state, he cared and he showed it. Now, what he did to go to jail, I mean, I'd have did it too. I'm going to just move some money around and open my business. Hey, that's life. But when it came to city politics and the people of this District E, because mm -hmm. that's what this district is, and at the time when he was state senator, District 2, it was all right. It shouldn't have took 10 years for a hospital to come back. Well, this is, at the time, 75% of your city property tax come from this district. That shouldn't have took 10 years. It shouldn't have took 10 years for a Walmart to come. Like, how hard is it to attract a Walmart? You got mm -hmm. two of them in St. Bernard. Honestly, who wants to live in St. Bernard Parish? Mm -hmm. St. Bernard Parish don't have money like New Orleans. You don't have any five-star restaurants. Oh, well, you had Sassafras, but they moved to Gentilly. I mean, you have New Orleans hamburger and seafood, no knock on them, but that's not five-star. Who wants to go on a date to New Orleans hamburger and seafood? You know, you can walk in there with flip-flops and shorts on. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's like nothing attracting us, and you go on social media, and everybody, jazz land, jazz land. So let, let, me, let me just... Um... Uh, I want to say something about, I'll give you an example. So I worked, I came back to the city in 2007, and I worked in City Hall. I worked um, with Dr. Blakely, and then uh, I worked for the contractor um, that was contracted to oversee capital improvements for the city after Katrina. So 
They've been talking about Lincoln Beach as a capital improvement project since 2007. I don't know anything prior to 2007. I'm going to speak to 2007. From 2007 until recently, oh, we're going to study it. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Let's get a plan. I worked on the plan for Lincoln Beach, um, but other people in other parts of the city had other plans like reinventing the crescent which is the the projects along the riverfront um the lafitte greenway and all those other projects which put lincoln beach and those initiatives on a back burner but they've been talking about it oh we're going to do a study we're going to plan it took two young men to go to lincoln beach and to clean it that's all it took they went out there, they cleaned it, they found some, uh, and uh, one particular guy, he's on social media now, I don't know if he, if he mind if I say his name, but his name is Reggie Ford. Um, he got some crates, he built benches, he built tables. Now, as I passed that yesterday, they had about, oh my goodness, they had about, I wanna say 50 cars parked on Hain Boulevard. And I saw a group of girls, like, with their bathing suit on and their bag, and they they walked and went over the levee to go to the beach. When I say about accountability and wanting our community to be better, even though we've been beating the city down, fussing and complaining and kicking and screaming, what about Lincoln Beach? When y'all gonna do something with Lincoln Beach? We, we, we want Lincoln Beach because we sitting around fussing and waiting for the city to do something. Those young men, I commend them. They didn't sit around and wait for the city to give them the money to do it. They went there and they did it themselves on their own time. They spent their own money, their own resources, they, their own creativity. And now it's a place to be. People going to, but what's going to happen is they're going to shut it. They're going to close it down. I hate to say it. They're going to close it down because they're going to say it's a liability. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go because they're going to put the fence up to, they don't close the fence by the, um, by the floodgate. So now they can't get in there. So you have to go up the levee over and cross the railroad track, right? People are busting. People are busting out. People are trying to find things to do within our city that we can do with our families because we can't go on vacation, we're in quarantine, so we, we want a little bit of happiness, some type of joy. So they figured out a way to revitalize Lincoln Beach, and they did it. So just think about it. If each neighborhood, if each subdivision in New Orleans East that's along the I-10 service road would weekly or every other week pick up the litter, cut the grass, manicure it, the East will look a whole lot better. And we won't have to worry about what the city's doing or not doing, what the state is doing, what the state is not doing. Where I come from, I come from, we take care of, we, we, we did, we had to build our own road. We didn't have, the parish didn't build our road. We had to make our own road. If you want to get to your house, you have to build your own road. You have to buy your own gravel. You have to dig your own ditch. You have to do all that kind of stuff. So where I come from, I, I, I understand community. And another thing, okay, when I was when I was when I was born, I think they only had, my house was probably a two bedroom house and a kitchen and one bathroom. 
by the time I was in high school, my daddy had not added on this room, that room, that room. But what they did, I'm going to help you on your house the next week. I'm going to help you on their house. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. That was community. But what we don't do in New Orleans East or in this community, we don't do that. How many people actually talk to their neighbors? Not many people do that. We buy our house in, the, in our neighborhood, we go in our door, we close our door, and whatever's inside of our house or fenced in in our backyard, that's all we care about until something happens. And then when something happens, we quick to blame the neighbor, the city, the police. Then we're reactionary. But we're not proactive. We're not proactive. We want to thank everybody for listening and thank Miss Corinne and stay tuned for the second part with Corinne talking about the East. Uh huh. Yeah, look. Feel me now.